Hello and welcome along to G'day GA. I'm delighted to be joined this evening by Shawnee O'Leary and John Eden. Sorry there lads, we're just off to a bit of a shaky start. How's it going Liam? How are you Shawnee? Good evening Liam, good evening John. Great to have you along guys, we've got a, a good bit to get through this evening. We're going to obviously have a talk about the, the heartache from AO yet again. Giggles, tough weekend. Yeah, it was a very tough weekend. We, we'll get to it now. We'll get to that. Okay. Probably the hardest one to take for a Mayo fan of, of all the other Irelands they've lost. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't think too many will disagree with you on that one. And uh, we're also going to have a look at the, the All-Star nominations and also have a preview of the ladies' football. But coming up first, we get to the tweets and emails from our listeners. First up, we got some tweets. First tweet in from last week was from my own club, Dixborough GA Club. Easy listening for any GA fan provided by our own Lenny KK. Great work, lads. Keep them coming. Also had a tweet in from a regular listener, Keith Stevens. Akaday GA. Lads, will you give Atjars GA a big shout out in their Division 7 promotional semi-final coming up after the win last night? <laughs> I think we might have missed that game. Probably was on last weekend, I reckon. Um, Division 7 in what county? I think it's Dublin. Yeah, I think it's Dublin, Jurls. Look at that crest oh, yeah. there, Jurlines. Do you know them? No. <coughs> anyway, best of luck, lads. Anyway, I hope you win. And um, yeah, thanks for Jurls. Keith often tweets in, so thanks very much for for, for tuning in. Um, Struggling here with the internet, lads. Shawnee, you have an email. I have, here. I have an email here from. Ready. I have an email from uh, Shane and Tip. He says, hello gents, excellent work so far. I have to say, I've really enjoyed all the podcasts today and the excellent insight and analysis of the games given by yourselves. Congrats on that and keep up the good work. As a tip man, I'm looking forward to your preview of next year's championship already because we have we have in tip and Kikini war for Cork this year is to look forward to next year. I would however urge both John and Shawnee to keep Liam on a tight rein as I am sure you both know by now he is a huge bias towards the Cats and can forget and discount all other counties and in particular tip. I was delighted that he corrected his, his statement on the previous podcast in relation to the, the last team to win both senior and minor All-Irelands in the same year. And I'm sure even this was done under duress. Jeez, he's going to have to fight, isn't <laughs> he? a big long You don't have to read the whole thing. We get the point. He doesn't thankfully, like thankfully his, his broadcasting career has come at a time when Kikini are going through what some might, might describe as a transition period. Because no one would be able to listen to him if, he, if they were still willing all Ireland. <laughs> I'm delighted that I'm delighted though that Liam has found his niche in the GA. As a player, he was a sticky cornerback, a stopper. But since he has started these podcasts in his career, his um, since he has started these pod, his podcasts, his career in the GA has taken a sharp upturn, and I hope it continues to rise. All the best again, men. Keep up the good work, Shane. Come on, Shane. Who's Shane? You must obviously know him. I know he? Shane, yeah. I uh, heard freshers with Shane back in UCC. Shane Burke? No, Shane Walsh from Feathered. Shane McGrath. Oh, yeah. Shane Walsh from Feathered in tip. Um, very good friend of mine. Tunes in. Loves the podcast. He's actually hurling with Nace now in Kildare. Okay. I think they're into the county final. So uh, Shane does a G in rain as well. Just in case <laughs> you're wondering. You can't be saying that, Shane. You to read out that email. <laughs> Sorry about that. It took a very long time to read it out. But uh, yeah, thanks for getting in touch, Shane. And um, yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm the most biased on this podcast. We might put up a poll, actually, who we think is the most biased. But, about, uh, uh, most biased? Yeah, just in general about their own county. What do you think? You're on the podcast. clear winner. On the podcast. On for, for anyone who doesn't want to know, want to know <laughs> Liam wanted to add in a section tonight about Brian Cody. How that has any relevance well, to this time of the year, I've no inkling. But anyway, I think we should move on. To okay, well, it's, on between, it's between the two of you, and yeah, let's just say, definitely. Yeah, I'm fairness, yeah, okay, I'm happy to take I, that. Yeah. Close draw between me and me. I'll step back there. Okay. We also got a tweet in, um, this is for you, Giggles, from Parik Neary at Dirtimus Neary. He's always tweeting us in. Yeah. Good listen again, lads. Um, just to John, 
and Derek being a visionary manager. Has Kieran Kingston not already achieved more than him? Cork have a Munster title. Derek has yet to bring that to Waterford. Kingston started from a lower base with Cork too. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a fair challenge, but I think Waterford have a national title. They have a national league and they played a national league final. And I don't think they've come from a lower base. I think when Waterford were coming from a base, their whole team was cleared out and they came from the base of an under-21 team and a minor team. So um, I think it's a fair question, all right, but I don't think it's true, to be honest. Okay. We won't, we won't dwell on that. Thanks very much for getting in touch with us. Um, oh, I and I just, I just, I, I just, I just have, a, I, I must say, Kieran Kingston has done a great job. I'm not discounting it whatsoever. Sorry, I throw to Shawnee. Shawnee has been When, when you, when you say base, like I mean, you have to look at, look at Cork over the last three or four years. Like they had no, they're coming from a really low ebb. Like Cork's base is a 2013 All Ireland final that they nearly won by a point. Yeah, but that year, like how many of that team is still playing? There's a lot of them. Nash yeah but I, I, like that year was a bit of a freak year would be fair to say I don't think any year's a freak nah. year you they could say that Kilkenny winning that for four in a row was a freak year they beat Kilkenny that year that wasn't a freak year that's what I'm saying we keep moving we won't get bogged down with that tonight we also got one last tweet in from Tommy O'Neill Slick editing at Lenny KK hashtag twenty years a nerd no doubt copyright infringements left right and center but all great entertainment as always <laughs> so yeah definitely some issues with some of our sound bites there but we, we want to be careful of that yeah as soon as we start getting the thousands of listeners we could be in trouble <laughs> but we're probably okay for the moment poor old Henry left to visit his dad in jail <laughs> <laughs> you'd be coming down with me like won't no. be just me it's all on you yeah okay all right I think that's a bit of a scrappy start to the show but anyhow we get on to next the review of the Ireland football final. To win just once would be enough For those who've lost in life For love For those who've lost their God Look what it means to the fans And to the players Paddy Andrews in there to celebrate For once again Defeat is Mayo's lot Stephen Rochford and his team Gave it absolutely everything Luck just wasn't on their side At the very end of all of that but it's Dublin who are the champions. It's a record of achievement that must be acknowledged. Final score, Dublin 117, Mayo 116. have to say heartache yet again before we get into the match into the detail where did you tune in to watch it um i was watching it at home in bed on the ipad but i, I just say because heartache is is the word just just for anyone to go on a personal journey with mayo like i remember my dad took me to my first mayo match in 1992 Donegal versus mayo in the all-ireland semi-final probably the worst football match of all time Donegal won at nine points to six and went on to win the all-ireland and fair enough, they, they deserve to do that. 1996 is probably the memory that jumps to most people's mind, Mayo people's minds when they think about Hurt because they definitely should have won the first game and they definitely should have won the second game where Lee McHale was sent off. And I remember my dad couldn't get me a ticket for the replay, so I had to watch it at home. And I vividly remember going up and smashing my bedroom to pieces after Mayo lost oh, the match. Geez. I was, I was <laughs> in that sort of a visionary thing. But the rest of the All-Irelands, you can kind of say that the better team won. And like I'm not denying Dublin, Robert, the better team as well because they scored one more point than Mayo. But... Donegal, the Kerry losses, the other two Dublin losses, you kind of say, Jesus, Mayo played really well, but Dublin just quality showed. Whereas on Sunday, it was the most devastating match after the match, and it was the most enthralling match to watch that I've ever seen on, on television yeah. in my whole life. Yeah. It was 10 times worse than watching the All Ireland Hurling final. Yeah. And from a Waterman and a Mayo supporter saying that it was it was devastating. He messaged me that after the match. I thought that was interesting. That like even though Waterford is your obviously your hurling is your number one, but the, the devastation of the Mayo loss was just that on, on a different level. It was. It yeah. was on a totally different level. And, yeah. and I think fair play to the Dubs. They 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 won the All Ireland by being way more clinical than Mayo. And yeah. That that was that's what it comes down to. They were way yeah. more clinical. We get into that in a minute. Um, I watched it up in Tamworth, which is in northern New South Wales, five hours north of Sydney, with my Australian in-laws. The morning after, so we'll say ten hours after the game had finished, not knowing the result, kept the phone off, and obviously it was an amazing match. Like as a neutral, I was up for Mayo, but as a neutral, it was just a great game of football to watch. But the Australians watching had never seen Gaelic football before, and they loved it. 
They could no. not believe the pace to the game, like the scores. It had everything and the atmosphere. Like one thing, even watching on the GA go, which I found very interesting, was there was this constant hum from the crowd oh. the whole way through. Like you know what I mean? Normally it's when there's a tackle yeah. or there's a score or a foul. It was just this constant like, and that was coming through even on, on the likes of the GA go, like which isn't the best for for sound quality. I would imagine the atmosphere at the game was phenomenal. It started with the. Well, Fegan tweeted in saying that the, the, the hurling final didn't get the five planes over. Right, yeah. Yeah. But imagine the, the, the sound of those five planes going over Crow Park and just driving the atmosphere up and it literally sustained it for the whole 80 minutes as it turned yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. and Shockley, where did you turn to watch it? Or I, did you watch it live? No, I set the alarm for quarter past 12. Got up and watched it on the couch on my laptop. Um, was a bit frustrated with the whole GA go thing kept stopping and starting Did it? so it drove me bananas oh god but uh, I, I eventually got to see it all I actually la- I got a uh, I missed the first 10 minutes of the game because of all the starting and stopping but I got the rest of it but, uh, how was your stream? Gives <laughs> your stream go okay? my stream was fine yeah oh there would have been iPads thrown out the window if they weren't yeah, working there's nothing worse than that now like oh, Jesus yeah. Christ probably yeah. one of the best all I've seen Oh, football! I'd say probably the best hour in football final I've seen. Yeah, yeah. The, interesting. I was just looking up because one sixteen, and I knew this after the game straight away was the most Mayo have ever scored in that Ireland final. The most they've ever scored, and actually one sixteen would have won twenty six out of the last twenty nine. Oh, don't say final. that. But no, and I'm just saying, and they've continued. They've continued to improve. Like so, Mayo, Mayo in Dublin. <coughs> Mayo and Dublin came onto the scene at the same time. These two teams came onto the scene at the same time, 2011. Mayo bet Cork, who were the All-Ireland champions. Dublin went on to win that All-Ireland after Kerry beat Mayo. So they've come at the same time. The team, I know people say that the Dublin team transitioned a lot over the last year or two, but it's actually, when you look at it really, 11 players who played the 2011 final actually played on Sunday. Yeah. So it's, it's the nuclear team and just... Mayo bet them in 2012, which may, might have been the worst thing that ever happened for them because um, ever since then, Dublin just have had this mental edge over them. And um, they've been the, three, the, the two teams from 2011 to 2017 have been working their way through, and Dublin have five All Irelands, and Mayo have none. None, yeah. And that's, and that's the cruel, cruel thing. And I think it's looking back at that level of performance, we'll get into the detail now in a second, but the level of performance that Mayo brought, yeah. how well they played. And to be honest, I think they outplayed Dublin probably for most of the match in terms of possession, scores, making up and chances created. But like you said, I think it comes down to that clinical edge that Dublin had at the end. You might have it there, Shawnee. Was it five wides to 11 or something? Mayo kicked 11 wides and Dublin kicked five wides or something like that. We come back to you, Shawnee. He's checking a couple of stats first there. Um, but look, the start, I suppose, that Dublin had was a, was a massive thing with that, with that goal. Within a minute and 25 seconds, you're like, oh my God. Please don't be one of these. Yeah, it was, and it was straight away countered. Yeah. It, it was an amazing finish by Conor Callan, but you'd have to say he took nine steps with the ball in his hand. Sixteen wides to ten. Sixteen, oh, sixteen wides to ten. Mm. You'd have to say he took nine steps with the ball in his hand. And look, I don't think Joe McQuillan cost Mayo in All Ireland, and I, I don't think I think I thought he refereed the game pretty well. I think he missed things on both sides, right? But like any game, like any game. But it was very obvious watching the game from television that he took taking a lot of steps. Yeah. Yeah, what's I mean, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I don't know. Like watching it live when it happened, I didn't think he had. Like you know, yeah, like, he's so fast. Yeah, he's so fast. So fast. You know? Know, yeah, watching real time is very hard. To, to, you know, to, to, yeah. you're, you're watching the game and you're not watching. Like you're not watching it as a referee like that and counting steps. Like. And, and then but as he, well the way he, and it wasn't very noticeable because he's going so fast. And the way that he actually dropped the ball from his left hand yeah. down onto the right foot, yeah. so he had the ball out in front of him to drop probably for a few of those steps yeah. rather than the ball yeah. in his hand running. And that's the classic. You know, great forward thing like pretend you're going to get do the bounce and you'll probably get another three steps. Yeah. And it's like in hurling, you might have done it yourself a few times. Giggle is if you're, if you're, if you're going, Brian Carroll, I used to share a room with him in UL. Now he used to always teach me if you're running through on goal, put the hurdy up to the ear and you'll get another three steps out of it, then you won't get hooked. You know what I mean? Because the, the referee thinks why don't you do that it. then? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I look too, too far behind me, Liam. I don't have to <laughs> when you're marking me. <laughs> it was a class finish, though. Like it was a real kind of like I don't say, but like a soccer finish the way he just that, dropped it onto the ball. And bottom. that was it. Like when he, like he had the keeper to beat, and it was just such a subtle little just yeah. drop onto the foot, like up against the best yeah. shot stopper in the game, yeah. arguably. And, and, that, and yeah. that was the other thing. Like David Clark saved from Mannion later in the game, and he makes himself so big, and he yeah. made himself so big for that. Yeah. There was only a tiny little spot in that corner where Conor Callahan could have put it. And he put it right there, and fair play to him. It was a serious finish, and yeah. it was the start Dublin wanted. And yeah. as you said, Liam, 
you were kind of thinking, oh no, not again. No, but in fairness, Mayo rallied so well, like straight away, like don't like didn't take a backward step, like point after point after point. Yeah. Um, I think it was was Andy Morgan. Did he get the first one? Could have been Andy got the first. I think one, it was yeah. Andy Morgan got the and first Jason one. Darty might have clipped in. Yeah. Kevin McLaughlin maybe. Yeah. And then Dublin didn't actually. Or Donny Vaughan got the second. Donny Vaughan yeah. got a great point coming yeah. off under underneath the cusing, but Dublin didn't score for thirteen minutes. Was it thirteen a- after minutes? After the goal, yeah. like you know, like to think that was an amazing start, but then not to score for thirteen minutes. And Mayo really, really took control of the game at that at that point, yeah. and it seemed to be making all the chances. And I think in the in twenty two minutes gone, Andy Moore had three points in play. Mm-hmm. All the full forward line had scored. Jason Darty had scored as well. Um, they were looking, looking to ca- cause the double defence a lot, a lot of problems. They were, they were lighting the place up, and the game really took over then on Mayo. And like they just like, it seemed like you know, they just when once that soccer punch came, it was like they're no, not today, like not today, and they just re- reacted in the best way possible and completely took over then for us, as you said, thirteen minutes, like, and it was very obvious watching it as well that that's what was happening. Yeah, and it went to I think. Seven points to one two when you were thinking Mayo got into that groove that they get into sometimes where they just kick point after point yeah. and you're thinking, Jesus, keep going, just keep doing this like and you, and you, and you'll be fine. But um, I think what was a very vital score in the end um was Dean Rock's last free just before halftime. Yeah. It was one nine to, or it was one four to nine points, two points up at halftime was just a bit more of a cushion than one point, and Dean Rock. Had a very shaky start on the freeze. Missed two very scoreable ones that he'd usually score. And he had a shot <coughs> that he pulled really left. Remember that one? Yeah, it was one point half time. Exactly, yes. Points, so yeah. so, so, yeah. so he, Dean Rock got that last score yeah. to make it one point. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, it just it just gave the dubs that last score going in at halftime a bit of another psychological boost for them. So um, that, that was a bit of a, a kicker for Mayo probably. Yeah, and, and look, like you talked about there at the start of your they're opening their giggles about Dublin being more clinical that chance that Jason Doherty had in the 43rd minute after that great layoff from more like he one on one in an Ireland final like you have to be putting away and like he didn't even make Cluxton work like he hit it straight like Cluxton stood up well yeah. but he hit it straight at him you yeah. know what I mean like it was a real pity either side a foot or two it, it was a goal and that would have been a huge momentum shift you know what I mean and, and do you know what it probably if Jason Doherty had scored that goal you, you could say in all likelihood Jason Doherty would have got an All-Star and, Jay- and Mayo might have won an All-Ireland. It's that fine of oh, an Ireland, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the only thing I'd say to, to counter that is um, d- d- right after that, go- right oh, after that goal chance, Dean Rock went through down the other end of the field and he decided to fist the ball over the bar. Yeah. And if, if Jason Doherty had scored that goal, you, you could say that, Jesus, Dean Rock would have went for the juggler there and he may or may not have scored a goal. It, it's, it's hard to pin it. Because it was the 43rd minute, he missed it. It's hard to say that they definitely would have won it, but definitely, it would have been a big boost. A big swing. But look, from the 43rd minute to the 45th minute, it was actually probably three of the big incidents in the game. We had the Jason Doherty chance. Then we actually had the Paul Mannion chance. Paul Mannion broke through, had a, had a yeah, great chance. Paul Mannion, yeah. And David Clark made that fantastic save. Um, that's what I was going to counteract there with that goal yeah. so, like, so well, there was, minute, it wouldn't that was actually I don't think the Dean Rock was immediate sorry the Dean Rock was straight after Lee Keegan should have got the penalty yeah yeah we, we, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we, we get to that one we'll come, back to that. come back to that one but yeah so we went from the we went from the the chance from Jason Doherty straight down the field Paul Mayan had a chance and then which I think this is I don't know look it's the 45th minute and you could say both people got sent up but the 45th minute was that instant with John Small where he gets the second yellow. You, you, you see John Small do the foul, you're like, okay, he's gone here. Lovely mirror. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. I said lovely because I was up for me. Oh, lovely mirror, yeah. going to be a man up. And next minute, in over the top, comes, our, comes yeah. our friend, pure headless, and buries him. Yeah. And when I saw it live first, I was like, he's gone, red. Yeah. Then when I saw the replay, I was like, do you know what? He actually didn't really kind of catch him. Like, he didn't punch him no. or he actually didn't show him. He was kind of really awkward, kind of more it, of a... It was like, it, I'll be honest with you, I... I, in real time, I thought, Donald, you gobshite, what are you after doing? Yeah. Real time, I thought it was red straight yeah. away. Because, do you know what? Look, ultimately, when you're sent off, you've put yourself in a position to give the referee a chance to send you off. Yeah. So you can't complain any time you're sent no. off, right? Yeah. Whether it's on the line or not, I, I think in, in replays, looking back on it, it was nearly chest to chest and his arm was up. There was no striking yeah. action. No, definitely so not. So there was no striking. So it was dangerous play. It was a yellow yeah. card. But I think Joe McQuillan took the... The I suppose political way out of it. He he was given John Small the red. He knew he had to do that, and he said, "Oh Jesus, Donald's after giving me an opportunity now to keep it even. I might as well give him." The oh, I don't. Fairness to the ref, I don't think he was thinking that when I saw it happen. I was like, "It's red." He came in yeah. absolutely clean them after. I know. You, and yeah. your man was and he was standing there, and the and the ball was was no, dead. The ball was when dead, he, when he came in, I know, I know what you said. He chased the chase, but he 
There was kind of he he there was a bit of a clothesline. Yeah. Ma- yeah, he cl- he clo- he turned around and he saw his bicep would have just hit him in the side of the yeah. head like so. Yeah. He was kind of striking or attempting to strike. Exactly. Yeah. I think the ref got it right in fairness. To oh yeah, but hundred percent. Like, you know, but I just was like, oh Jesus I was Christ! Hitting. Like when, and when I when I, when it actually happened at the time, I thought. I still thought, oh no, they are fine. They're grand. It's, it's yeah. like it's it's fourteen on fourteen. They're still and they're they were fine. fine. Yeah, and and that's the thing. They were fine. Was yeah. just having that man up would would have been a massive thing. But just actually before we go further on that one, something I forgot to mention was it's the subs that Dublin made at half time. They brought on Connolly and brought on yeah McMillan at half time. Like as in Dublin were a bit rocked at half time. Yeah, you know what I mean. They they weren't having it their own way. They were in a serious game. Mayor putting Dublin, up to them. Dublin started the wrong team. They did, yeah. yeah, they did. Oh, like I mean, yeah. Look, mm. they put in a big man like O'Gara, and they started. They did never spread any high ball into him or, any, or tested no. anybody or did anything like that. But just to close off the the Vaughan point, I think look, there's probably no man in more pain in Mayo all this oh, week than Dwayne Vaughan. Oh, we know that. But you know what? When it comes down to it, it comes down to this fucking hard man syndrome some lads have on the field to think that you have to go over and clock a lad. The John Small got no pain out of that, and there's fair enough you can push and shove lads, but just. You see it in hurling matches, you see it in football games. The lad who comes in out of nowhere thinking he's a point to prove, and it always costs the, t- it always costs the of team. Of course it does, of course it does. And well, it's so frustrating as well, it's like... There's like, different ways of laying down a marker you can lay, than doing that. Like. And as well, like, what was at stake in our final? Like, it's yeah. these little small things, yeah. like, you're, you're after gaining advantage. You know, you, like, if I'm playing that match, I know he's getting a second yellow, he's getting a, You know, you know who's on a second yellow, like... You have a fair idea yeah, of whether, you know whether, whether it is heat at the moment or not. Yeah. Like you still have the, the whereabouts to know actually what's going on. You have to know. Like. You have to know. Like, and it's just like, oh. Anyway, and I know he's probably, he's, he, like, you couldn't, you couldn't imagine himself in this situation and go like, like he took out one of our players. Like, I'm going to go in there like, and hit him. And, yeah. like, and that we're not going to be messed with today. Exactly, I, get, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get but it. But that, there's a bigger team that's there. Yeah, you, you know? could win and scare up, square up to him and, you know, say, I, I prefer, I'd prefer to go in and square up to him. Yeah. You know, I put the chest out and start a few verbals at him just to let him know. Like, but but even the fact that knowing that he was going to go in like that, he was at least going to give away the yeah. hot ball from the free that they had. You know, yeah. that's another point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, every that was another point, swing. Yeah, every micro point counts, and when, like overall, and we get all the incidents. The margins if, of the if game. If you add up all the, the incidents, Mayo yeah. could have had two four. Do you know what I mean? I know, and would I have know. been out of sight. But anyway, but sure, it's, it's, don't. it's it's all because Kevin McStay on the Sunday game after the game on that night was saying like. As the Mayo supporter, what do you do that night? You go, you home, you watch the match, and you see every single decision. Yeah, yeah. You see every single point they should have scored. You but see, you see it all on your own side. You see side. it all yeah. on your own side, and it's horrible to watch Correct. the matches you don't win. Yeah. I'll be honest, I won't, won't let me bring him up Kilkenny here now, but the Ireland Kilkenny lost in 2010, 2016. I won't watch him back. I can't look at him. It's horrible to look. You were there, you saw it. It's bad enough to go back and watch him to tell you again that night. Like, I'm oh, sure you. 2005, on Ireland. You watched that? Lord did that one. Or yeah. Uh, that's a long time ago. But I'm re- in recent memory. No, but you <laughs> know, it's, ver- watch it again, it's, it's very hard to go back and watch the, the, yeah. when you lose. And you know because you saw it as well. But we're really you know the result. You and you're looking, result. you're looking for oh. ways of like, how we could we have won that match? Like, and it's, it's the worst thing to do. It's the worst thing. It's the worst thing it's to like do. like watching a... Bro. If you've ever played a county final or you lost a county final, it's just the one game that's always videotaped. Yeah. Yeah. And you go back and watch it. But, oh, but, but on that, like you said though, they were still a 14 men apiece. Yeah. So it was still a job. Okay, this is it's, it's still in the boiling And Mayo didn't, it didn't affect them in fairness. Like as in, they still created the chances and obviously we got Andy Moore and again got that assist for, for the Keegan goal. Like he was playing unbelievable Andy Moore. He was, yeah. And we'll have to have a talk about that because Sean Kavanagh had a point there on Twitter that Moore and Doherty were taking off. Like yeah. I know you could say all right. Colin Boyle, another player was tiring, blah blah. But like, so I think Jason Doherty was injured. So oh, Doherty's injured. Okay, up. his shoulder was gone. Okay, right? so fair enough. He, there was no argument on that. The Andy Moran one, I, I'd argue, he brought on Shane Nally. Shane Nally came on in one game this year against. Derry. No, it might have been Derry, but he yeah. came on against Roscommon when the game was won and he kicked two points. Do you know the, the replay? Yeah. He's not been involved in the battle. Whereas Andy Moran, with all the pain in his heart, you'd imagine would have mustered up something there when they were running around yeah. at the back. I wouldn't have taken off Andy, but then again, who who are we to kind of question Steve? Yeah, Rogers, I know, yeah. I know, but still, it's just kind of like he's it's definitely a talking he, point. He's yeah. a, ma- a massive talking point. Like yeah. he was after scoring three points to play, he had the assist for the goal, he, possibly for a second goal, possibly yeah. for a second goal. Like he was like doing untold. You know what I mean? Like he he was phenomenal, and he was a re- Dublin didn't know how to handle him. They were really strong on him. I, I go back to the point you were about to make there earlier, Lindo, with with Connolly and McMenamin and Sean. You said Dublin started the wrong team. Yeah. They needed their big guys who are 28, 29 years of age who have all the experience to come on and 
the, the calming influence Dear McConnelly had on the Dublin forward line was phenomenal. So it did a number of things. Mm. One, Keith, Keith Higgins had to mark him. So you can see several times Connolly drifting out to the left, Higgins having to go with him. And that opened up the space for Rock and Mannion, who actually got a lot of points from playing the second half. And then when it came down to it, he kicked an all-merciful point. On the 56 minute. 56 minute. And he, Lads hanging out of him. Lads hanging out. Unbelievable. He, it was, he was getting a free, he had the advantage. Ball but like, to slot that was unbelievable. Wasn't and, it? and finally, finally, when you talk about cool heads, uh, Vaughan versus Connolly, he, he won the free and it would have been very easy at that moment of time to give an old dig and shout, shout in the face and all he did was calm down yeah. there you go Dino and so, the rest is history so, so on that one which is very interesting I think comes back to you talked about Dublin being clinical but I'd say Mayo just weren't able to close out the game so Mayo went two points up on the 62nd minute yes yeah, okay yeah, now yeah. obviously went end up having eight minutes of injury time right but to, you know it's, I think it was, it was Jim McGuinness made a good point in the times today when when it gets to the last 10 minutes, you just you focus on the next 30 seconds. Let, not let them get a score for the next 30 seconds. Yeah. Let, not let them get a score, not let them get a score. They got two points within about 90 seconds yeah. after Mayo going two points. Yeah. It was back level again. Yeah, it's like, it back level again. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. And then obviously we had the, the free. Killian's free, yeah. To Killian's free, which he struck really well. Like you can't really fault him for that one. Like You know what I mean? Good connection. Another half a and, centimetre and left and it was but over. But you know the what the interesting thing about Killian O'Connor's free was? was that there was a Mayo lad right in front of the square and it took him about two seconds slower to react than whatever the Dublin guy because it came off into the middle I of know, the I know, straight to the Dublin. Right into the... And it was I know, but like, and you see as well, like another millimetre here and yeah. there. Yeah, I was saying. Like, but yeah. how, wide, how wide are the goals? He still I know. missed it, do you know what I mean? I know, he still missed it, but... You better have blind with But do you know what he did? Do you know what he did? It, it was a very similar position to last year. Yeah. And last year he missed on the near side. I so know. it's like he overcompensated to make sure I'm not going to kick this wide in the near side. So, you talk about the, the calming influence that Dear McConnelly had when he came on. So, he won that free, right? How long would you think it took from when Connolly won the free to Dean Rock taking the free? Yeah, now, think about it now. So, a chance to win the Ireland final. Mike Manaman scored a point as well, Luke, man. He no, no, no. Yeah. I'm talking about when Connolly won that, the last free. So, Connolly won the free. It's yeah. level. How many minutes? 76 minutes are on the clock. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry. I think it's 74 at that stage, right? Yeah. Four and a half. How long does it take from he, from winning the free, Conley winning the free, putting the ball down to Dean Rock to take it? It's probably, it's probably similar to what it took Cluxon six years seconds. ago. Yeah. One minute, 25 seconds. Yeah. Right? Mm. So that was a minute, 25 seconds. So what happens I then? Know, yeah. He scores the free. What happens then? Kieran Kilkenny gets a black card. Yeah. Uh, and Conor Costello gets booked. Kieran Kilkenny goes for um, Lee Keegan yeah. for the quick kick out. Yeah. Pulls him down. Pulls him yeah. down. And Conor Costello gets booked as well. Yeah. And, and I think Conor Costello kicked away... Clark's kicking team before he yeah. could kick the ball. But to be fair to Joe McQuillan, Joe McQuillan played an extra two minutes no, over the No, six. I know, but yeah. what I'm saying is you talk about closing out clear, games. Closing out games. Now yeah, yeah, yeah. no one likes to see that stuff, right? But like do it. you want to win the other fight. Right what are you it. gonna do? You pull lads down, you slow it down. When I when I seen Kenny doing that, I was or Kenny doing that, I was like, No brilliant. No, what's I'm just saying? But so that two and a half minutes that add up from when that free was won to all the bookings. I know he played the extra bit of time, but Double or a pint up then. You know what I mean? Like, Mayo had a kick out that O'Shea went over for as well and there was about three or four Dublin lads around them. Yeah. But like, they, Mayo should have won that kick out. If, like, they had one more chance for, for a kick out. And once Dublin got the ball, they, they never sh- left it go. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They never let it go. And you knew they weren't going to give it up. Yeah. And they never looked trouble. Even nah. Cluxton well, got the ball. They, 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 they looked kick- trouble when they went back as far as Cluxton. I don't think they wanted to go back that far with the ball. Yeah. And, all it took for, and it was it was close. There was a few hand passes now to yeah. one interception for Mayo, and it would have been but, the goal. But Mayo, were, Mayo were out in their feet. They, they were yeah. absolutely out in their yeah. feet. They couldn't get up. They couldn't get up near them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'd I like to say one thing because all all, all 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 of the the kind of mad stuff that went on, like the GPS tracker was thrown. That's already. Yeah. I I just like to say one thing. Well, one I think Lee Keegan did the right thing, except for he should have thrown it at his face. It was an All Ireland final. Didn't look at the double last year. What I'd like stop, to say stop, to Charlie Redmond. No, 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 hang on a second now. Charlie Redmond should take his seven steps back, his two steps to the right, lick his gloves and go shag himself. How is he calling for Lee Keegan to be kind no, of punished? I, hang on, there's no rule in the in the J rule book that says you right. can't throw a GPS player. There hold isn't. on a second. But no, 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 hang on a second. Let me make a point. Why? My question is, why is he calling for Lee Keegan to be punished after an All Ireland final that Dublin have won? Now I read the article, Charlie Redmond. It was sensationalist, right? Like yeah. it was in the Herald 
it's not worth the paper it's written on, right? Fair enough. Let's remove, it's a Dublin paper. Let's remove his, right? Let's just focus on the incident itself. Hold on a second. Though. Saying, Can saying, I say this now? If that was a Dublin player that did that, there would be absolute uproar. 100%. So I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think, um, I don't think um, Lee Keegan's would out blame whatsoever because if there was a Dublin player to that, I tell you, he would be lambasted yeah. up and yeah. down the country. But you know what the rule is? The rule is if someone interferes with someone taking the free, you get to take the free again. Yeah, that's the rule. Yeah. Yeah. So if he missed it, there's a chance he, he would have got the free. But no, the, I but know. the referee wouldn't have seen the so, so, so there's nothing. No, there's no. no retrospective thing there. To be oh, I don't think Anthony should be. I don't think Anthony yeah. should going to cheat and throw in his face, as you were saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would have done that. If you want to win, you want to win. Kieran Kenny pulls the judge yeah. after no, no, I know. I know. What I'm saying is, look, I I don't think. I don't think he should be re- retrospectively punished. No way. No, I'm not making yeah. any case for that. Yeah. For, for an incident in itself, though, like we all have put played hurl and throw the hurl up or jump around or shout something at him, but to throw an object at him to yeah. take the free, like I don't care. Whatever the rule, there's no obviously yeah. GPS trackers aren't in the rule book. We all know that. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Fair but, sure. but but like throwing a hurley. But but I've never. There's a throwing the hurley rule. There's a throwing the hurley rule. But I like just. I know, but it's the same thing. It's just never happened before, and that's why it's, that's why it's so. That's why it's been sensationalized. Lee Geegan just spot an opportunity. He said, "Not am I going to lose a fifth final again? Is there any way what? to distract him?" What? 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 Okay, let's we we'll do it a permutation. Yeah. So right, he throws the GPS. It connects with. Rock's foot as he's hitting the ball and he scuffs the, the, yeah. the kick the ref doesn't see it because he couldn't even see it on the telly he was only exactly. caught up on some imagery maybe go up the field and score win the All-Ireland right just just say now yeah. just say on, yeah. on the basis of that every Mayo player or person in the whole world would not have any problem with Mayo no, right. couldn't. They Mayo wouldn't no. but like he didn't, uh, I think he didn't up like uh, your man Joe what's his name from me you know they've walked over Sheridan oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Leinster football yeah. final is yeah. different now yeah I don't know I'm kind of saying because it's pure we're probably hanging on this too much I'm glad it didn't impact it though I'm glad that well, like, I'm not but I, no, do you know what I mean I'm, I'm, I, you're I, neutral I, I want not. to be able to win the other final but yeah. I'm glad that by someone throwing someone at someone a player throwing an object at a player taking a free that, that didn't influence the, the result is what I'm saying I wanted Mayo to win yeah but you could argue that Karma Costello kicking away the tee and Kilkenny pulling your man down did impact the result so it, it's just something that's li- it, hang on, it's just something yeah, Lee no. Keegan did to try and put off no, the free yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't condone it but like this yeah. desperation matters, yeah. measures oh, like, totally. you know, no, people do things like and yeah, yeah. Oh. it is what it is and, yeah. and but it is what it is should he rep- be reprimanded no I don't think I should come out like, uh, like I, don't, I, I don't know I, I don't fully agree with that either because look, as I, I say if it was a Dublin player they'd be murdered I, I tell you and why, they get a bad rap like enough as it is it's like what you said about I think it was Jimmy Barrow threw and scored a second goal against Cork and it was a Mark Ellis gave him a kick as he, as he ran yeah. back there like you know nothing's happening with that yeah. the same, you, know, you know what I mean like things like that after finals or semi-finals are less like Small instances and it didn't affect the result. Just not like going back and but trying to. You know to do what's interesting then, from the GA's point of view, and, and you you see it after all other finals and stuff like this, is that if it's a semi final and there's another big match to come, the Sunday game will highlight something and it'll be dealt with then by the GA the next two days. Yeah. So for example, and I, I look, I've no issue with what Onogara did. It was in the heat of the moment. But Onogara, I go as the fella, right? Or is in the mouth? But, but it doesn't matter. He stuck his hand into a lad's face. No, there, there, there'll be there'll yeah. be nothing happen about that, and I don't yeah. I don't want yeah. there to be anything happen. But if that was a semi-final and Dublin were going to play the final, what would have happened was the Sunday game would have brought it up. Of course, yeah. And then that would have influenced the entire country, including the CCC and the yeah. CDRA. I think Charlie Redwood would be quiet in the paper if, in, when, when instances like that happened yeah. for Dublin as well. Look, it happened in the game. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Look, yeah. And in fairness to Dean Rock, he like, was interviewed on Off the Ball yeah. about it and he like made absolutely nothing of it. He was an absolute gentleman about it. And also the podcast will now move on from this point. Yeah. Dean yeah. Rock kicked the point. Charlie Redmond would have drove a wide. That's all oh, I'd say geez. for a finish. Yeah. In fairness, it was a serious kick from him. Great kick. You know what I mean? Because like, he'd missed a few as well. He missed a couple like, to stand up. And it was interesting, I think they were saying there was in an A versus B game in the training during that week he had a kick to a level and he missed it. Oh, great. And he missed the one in the league final yeah. against Kerry yeah. to draw. You know what I mean? So, Ferris has showed a lot of result from him because he's sometimes labelled as maybe... Only a free-taker. Only a free-taker mm-hmm. on that team. A so bit of a passenger. Fair like. play to Dean Rock. He scored three points from play. His kicking accuracy from freeze this year is at 93%. Mm. Oh, that's like awesome. That's unheard of for a free-taker in terms of accuracy. Um, I think we'll we just go... Just, 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 just run back to the... The one, the one point that I thought Mayo might have really drove on from is, and I thought it was a penalty, Lee Keegan went through, he's, fou- he's fu- initially fouled outside the box, yeah. the referee gives advantage, he gets into the box and then he's fouled in the yeah. box, so it's a penalty. And at uh, that point in time, Mayo were a point up, 
Yeah. And you'd imagine Killian O'Connor would have stuck the penalty, you'd imagine. They went two points up, albeit. Right but on. if they went four points up, now it's Mayo, so they could have easily thrown it away. You can't argue against that, right? And and as I, sa- as I said earlier, Dean Rock actually had the chance for a goal after that mid-side to fist it over the bar. Yeah. So a number of things could happen, but I thought it was definitely a penalty. I don't know what you thought. Well, on the slow motion replay, he I, he was fouled definitely inside the square. Like there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But in real time with those ones, like it's it's so like he, yeah. it, it wasn't clear cut. I don't think the ref made a huge. Oh, how did he miss that? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the speed that the game was being played at, especially like like it he fell into the square. It looked like in real yeah. time, but he actually didn't get fouled in the two. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it could have been given. Like it seemed like Richie Parra got a soft penalty against <laughs> Tipperary in 2009 that was no way a penalty he yeah. got fouled outside and ended up in the box and got a penalty yeah. so they can kind of the big teams get the decision David Fitz is on small fish <laughs> but look yeah in real time I didn't think it was but looking back in the so, so much replay but look what, what do you say like you know, I think I think to be honest as a Mayo person to close out the segment I'd say I just, I'd like to say you have to admire Dublin Stephen Cluxon. Stephen Cluxon. Because we've been talking yeah. about Mayo. I mean, we yeah. haven't talked about how good Dublin have been. Like, and Dublin have won a three in a row, yeah. which so is the first time since the 20s. Yeah. No, no, first time for Dublin since the 20s. First the 20s, time yeah, since I'm saying. the 80s. Yeah, yeah Kerry since the 80s. But like, I think, and a lot of the, a lot of the press, because everybody, everybody's emotionally invested in this game. Everyone across the country is more the emotionally invested correct, in it. Correct, in correct. In Mayo, because of the, the hard luck stories and everything. But like, I think it's, there's a bit of unjust, um, a spotlight on, on Dublin and they're not getting the plot I think that's I a great point like, you know, they're, great they're great a point. phenomenal team like they're yeah. absolutely and you can see it all even on the Sunday game you see the, the carry on behind the boys in the Sunday game after um, yeah, great and the interview like and they're all very very tight knit group like yeah. Yeah. But, and like we, we think it is a lot of people think these Dublin lads that they're oh, they've a grand professional set up in Dublin they've all the money all this and all that but like that game that game was all about like forget about your money or all the you know the capital and all this kind of stuff like that game was played by players who had the ticker and had the head to win the game like nothing mattered other than that like not not the the fancy sponsorship to have or anything like that like that was one purely based on football brain and football ability like and also comes to the point I think that they won the game probably not playing at their best like you know as in like that was not a classic Dublin performance by any means like Mayo you could have said played the better football so but I, the sign of a great team I Mayo always do that to Dublin no. hang on a second that, this point has been vetted and Sean Kavanagh pointed out that they'll win it at 80% the reason why Dublin don't play well against Mayo is because Mayo are as good as a team as correct yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. whereas yeah. Kildare aren't and correct. Tyrone aren't and none yeah. of these other teams are so Dublin played a phenomenal game last day they they're, had just, they're just only they're a point better than Mayo and the last three games have proved it they're yeah. exactly one point better yeah. than Mayo their efficiency so, did you yeah. look at their efficiency alone like they still played a phenomenal game yeah. mm. they made make you're, when, when, when you know when teams are that such a close quality you're going to see mistakes like. and I think du- Dublin had a few hiccups themselves like Lou, I, I thought a massive influence on the game was Jack McCaffrey he started oh, yeah. like he like he was going to win man of the match yeah, and the poor man he's, he's after tearing his cruciate right he's I only know. back from, he's still going to get an all-star because that's the kind of year he had he was he, he was an awful loss because do you know what he was the one wing back from Dublin that was going to put the Mayo half back line on the back foot mm. yeah and it was like the minute he went off Mayo opened up they started pushing yeah. forward because yeah. they didn't have that and Paul Flynn who came on he came on against Tyrone and kicked three points but again going back to what we said in the podcast no Tyrone player touched a Dublin player in that whole mm. game mm. Paul Flynn was anonymous and he was taken off again mm. so mm. a player of that calibre but sorry we, we were going to talk about how good Dublin were and we got back to Mayo again D- Dublin were phenomenal. Uh, yeah. I think Cluxon steadied himself in the second half. He had a, he struggled with the kickouts in the first half. Struggled. Not so much his fault there. As in Mayo just kind of shut down his yeah. kickouts. He had no, to go along. And that's what that's why Mayo were out on their feet in the end in the in the second half because they pushed up so long to, to put pressure on Cluxon's kickouts. And the second half they retreated back. They did. Dublin lost John Small in the fifty four yeah. minute. That's mm. another half back. So two thirds of their half back line, which is a really dominant half back line, is gone. Yeah. James McCarthy, who probably was. Losing the battle with Aidan O'Shea for 60 minutes came up and kicked two points. Yeah, phenomenal not, scores. Not, 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 he got not the second half alone. Yeah. So, so in the, first, the first half, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's how I, I was, he was losing the battle yeah, at one yeah. point and he turned it around. James McCarthy is another lad who was there. He was the winning catch back in 2000 just after half time. Like that was, he set the tone. Oh, yeah. straight away. And from look, there. Dear McConley, Kevin McManaman, Paul Mannion, Dean Rock, 
It's like they play boring football, but they always score. <laughs> and Andrews wasn't brilliant, like. Oh, he she was wasn't? terrible. He yeah. Was, yeah. Chris, I suppose we didn't talk about Chris Barrett from a Mayo point of view. Yeah. Was, was probably really second. If James McCarthy was man of the match, Chris Barrett was second mm. man of the match. Yeah. He was, his turnovers, I thought, when he was turning over balls and then the hand pass yeah. off and driving out the field, I thought Mayo might be their day, but no. Again, and Kikini, Kikini had a quite game, Keegan kept Kikini mm. quite. Well, well I, I have a point down there. I, I think Lee Keegan is the best footballer in Ireland. So any single player he marks, he takes out of the game. If you mm. go back to last year down the final, Connolly scored a point in the, in the first game. He was being held scoreless until Lee Keegan got the black card and then Dear McConley scored 1-1. Here in Kilkenny, they call him the, the point guard, you know. He, yeah. he, he does the 70, 60, 80 possessions a game and he dictates the whole mm. double for far line. He had eight possessions against Mayo last Sunday. Eight. Oh from 66 God. against Tyrone. Oh eight possessions. God. And that's because Lee Keegan, he, he just doesn't yeah. let players yeah. play. He's an animal of a man. He's fitness. He's so fast coming forward. I, I'd say his point taken this year has probably let him down in a few games. He had a, he kicked the goal the ball was unreal. The goal was unreal, but he kicked the point in, again. Talk about yeah, fine margins. He kicked the ball into Cluxon's hands. That was an easy point. Uh, like maybe right? maybe that's yeah. where that's where yeah. Mayo Mayo missed out really. When yeah. Connolly came on, should they push pushed um, mm. Keegan over on Connolly because Connolly was Connolly basically was the guy who orchestrated mm. a lot of the look, a lot of the second yeah. half for Dublin. Yeah, yeah, look, just just before we finish up. Um, Jim Gavin at the at the final whistle, right? So he's won three in a row, first oh, manager since most exciting manager I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like like I get the whole calm measure approach when the game is on, no it. problem that when the players look to the line, they're like, Okay, everything's in control, everything's alright, they're not going mental, they're not running up and down. Like, yeah. like you know, some players feed off that. At least Cody would jump up and down when he Cody was. loses his mind yeah. after an Ireland when they win it. Like that's the one time you actually see him and yeah. like he's smiling, he's hugging, he's yeah. waving to the crowd. I'm like, come on, Jim, like I know you're jumping up and down inside, like it's okay to enjoy the moment. Like I think to be fair to, to give Jim Gavin some credit on that, right? Jim Gavin is, is an army officer, he's trained in discipline. And I've no doubt in my mind he went over this in his head how he was going to approach Stephen Rochford when Dublin won the match he visualises everything right that's so fine his whole point is alright and, and he was laughing with the players straight afterwards but I think Jim Gavin wanted to show the utmost of respect to Stephen Rochford mm. and he wanted to walk over shake his hand and then go and enjoy it with his players look he's does, do, do I like that no I'm, 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 I'm from the generation in Waterford that loves Dan Shanahan John Milan and Tony Brown <laughs> I, I don't like that but I'm just trying to give the man his and your county. Credits, right? and I love my county yeah. Yeah, yeah. no I know I'm not having a go off him like, but it's just kind of like like just let yourself go in this yeah, moment. Do you know what I mean? Like, pull a Mooney, Jim. Go on, yeah. do something yeah, crazy. I, I, you don't want to be that guarded. I, I get the point about being respectful. But even but after with the players, he wasn't that jovial with them either. Yeah. He was all kind of shake their hands, real formal responses again. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, seriously, like after winning training. Whereas Jack McCaffrey was great, great value oh, for money. Yeah. 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 Do you know what? I, thought, I actually thought the Sunday game was really, really, really good this year. Or this, um, Lots after really this other time. Not better than the hurling of what I Yeah, but I thought, what's his name? The Roscommon manager. Kevin McStay. Brilliant analysis, isn't he? He's very good Tomas O'Shea and Kieran Whelan were very good yeah no, I, I think it was a lot better than the Hurling one in terms of the coverage back mm. in the hotel and anyway, we spent a lot of time talking about the Ireland final but it was worthy of every minute it was a I think we can all safely say best Ireland football final we've seen in our, in our living memory I think so yeah unfortunately not the right result for Mayo no. um, but an unreal un- game so Hopefully May will be back. Congratulations to Dublin. Um, Well-deserved winners and I think it's, it's left a lasting mark on us all. Okay, coming up next we're going to have a look at the All-Star nominations. In one single moment your whole life can turn round. I stand there for a minute staring straight into the ground. Things were just going through my head, you know, and, and because like, you know, I don't want to leave the people of Warford down, you know, because they're my life, you know. People of Warford are my life, you know, and... I, I, I love I love, I love me county, you know. We love John Dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Okay, so obviously we just got the, the all-star nomination, it just came out this week. Very interesting. Um we won't go through all them in detail. We will have a look at the the, the player of the year for both codes. But just quickly, John, we had our own all Star Awards at the weekend when you talked about in in last week's episode. Yeah. How did how did you get on on Saturday? I wasn't able to make it myself. How did the night go? Yeah, you were you were sadly missing. You were you were uh, you, you were awarded for your performances all year with the number two jersey on the All Star team. But um, very proud and, and well deserved. But um, did Shawnee get one? Sh- Shawnee didn't get one. Oh, Sh- Shawnee oh. was probably player of the year of all of Australia last year, and then he kind of he went back at the crossfit a bit much this year. <laughs> <laughs> he only played four games, but in fairness, and you got one, John. We I, I got one as well. Yeah, put forward. 
Who got player of the year? We didn't do a player of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it was it was a really successful night. I think we had 120 people at the event. Um, we had a ladies football team of the year, a men's football team of the year, a hurling team of the year, and we had a camogie team of the year. Um, there was a lot of drink taken on board by a lot of people. Oh, we went through about five kegs of furfies. We had to go back to the Limerick Arms to get an extra 10 bottles of vodka, an extra five bottles oh of Jägermeister. So we, we had a great night now. It was the first one we've, we've ran. It was ran in the city, um, and I think it was, it was a great success. So it was, it was good. And yeah, you have a good bit of money raised, and you're in the last kind of couple of weeks of preparation. Now, we talked about the state games last week. We got a lot of positive feedback, actually. People were very interested in that. A lot of yeah. people didn't know about how that works out here. and thought it was, it was very good. So you're in... The home stretch now for preparation. Yeah. So this day, this day Friday, uh, two weeks, we'll be playing our first game against uh, New South Wales, which is okay. the Sydney team. So, um, yeah, it's it's probably hard. This year it's on in, in Perth, which is the furthest city away from every other city in Australia. So it's always harder to get lads to go that extra bit of distance. So we probably aren't travelling with the strongest team as we had last year. We, we won the whole state games last year. Mm-hmm. Shawnee O'Leary was captain. Yeah. He lifted the cup for Victoria for the first time in nine years. Um, but this year we, 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 we still have a very de- a good team actually it's, it's, it's a very decent team we have 21 lads going two of them are dual players David Collins from Gary Owen and Gavin Shield from the Shamrocks and Pierce's Club so um, you've yeah, been a great chance we're, we're going up to defend our title and look you, you don't know until you get up there because you don't yeah. know what yeah. the opposition is going to be like yeah. Yeah. who travels from the other states then as well yeah. obviously the home team is going to be at the advantage yeah. and they'll always have the strongest team exactly yeah. Yeah, well, okay, well, best of luck anyway, with that training in the next couple of weeks. We might have an episode before the state games. We're not really sure yet. We're depending how things are going. But on today... There's a match Sunday as well, Liam. We need numbers on there. Yeah, no, I won't be there. <laughs> Giggles has been on to be already. He'll be shining the, the All-Star the man. The yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll come down if I can wear that play. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lasso. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on to the nominations anyway, that came out just a couple of days ago. Hurl of the year we'll start with. We had nominations Jamie Barron, Kevin Moore, and Joe Canning. Joe Canning. So, right, my initial thoughts on that. Jamie Barron can't complain. He was always going to be a shoe, and I think, for a nomination. Kevin Moore, I was a little bit surprised. I'm not saying he doesn't. He wasn't one of the best hurlers all year, but... Consistently, he was good all year. Yeah, I don't know, was he outstanding? Like, I, I wouldn't think he'll win it. I don't think he's going to yeah. win it, do you know what I mean? I don't think he's even going to win it. And Joe Canning... Definitely, uh, I think that's. I think I, I think Joe Canning for for me is harder the year. Yeah, he scored at least ten nine to ten points in every single game. Yeah. he's gone out and played that centre forward role, so he's not scoring the two four from play that he would have been scoring at full forward. But mm. some of the points and even even his playmaking, I go back to that pass yeah. that he gave uh, Jason Flynn against who was it against Wexford. Or no, it was it was against Dublin where he sold it down the line and drove the ball. Oh yeah, across. zipped it across. Jason Flynn actually put the ball over the bar instead of sticking the net, but it was like He's the best fully, pass I've seen. In, in, fully deserved yeah. um, his nomination. What about Conor Whelan? So Conor Whelan, Noel Connors took Conor Whelan's nomination off him in the All Ireland final. That's just what happened there. Oh, I don't know. I said, As in, you think Conor Whelan? I thought he's not looking at it. He's getting no. nominated for young player. I, I, I thought. Wouldn't. I thought he was phenomenal all year. I think I think if, if Conor Whelan had hit his four points from play like he did in every other match in the All-Ireland final, he'd actually been a, with a great show to win it. But, but who would he be there instead of, would you reckon? Probably Kevin Moore, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. but And actually, there's an interesting one on that, especially going back to last year's Hurler of the Year. So last year, the, the Hurler of the Year is decided on by a vote of the players after yeah. the nominations go out. And last year, Austin Gleeson won it ahead of the two Tipperary lads, uh, Parik Maher and Seamus Callan. And if you remember back, there was an awful lot of... Um, Bullshit. Nice. You call it, but yeah. Bullshit. I, I tried to err on the side of the tip lads because I knew you go hard. lads were getting blamed for that. <laughs> it was absolutely scandalous. But anyway, anyway, whatever about Kilkenny. Um, but the, what, what the thought is, is that basically if you have the All Ireland champions and you've got two players from their team, like they will split the votes because yeah. you think, oh, Shamey deserved it on park. And especially when it's a back and a forward, it's hard. And Austin had a phenomenal year as well last year. Look, Austin, Austin, Austin was, was harder of the year and he got the most votes, and that's just the way it is. So this year, it just looks to me, and we, it's kind of similar in the football, it looks like, Jesus, maybe they just picked two Waterford lads so that the Galway lad, you get don't have, year. not that he'll get it, but you don't she have that, you don't, and I'm not having a conspiracy against Waterford there at all, I'm just saying, because like, Garrod McInerney got man of the match in the Iron final and in the semi-final. So I'm surprised he's not. not I don't think he should have yeah. got nominated. Why not? Like, I, I know I've heard that talk during the week before nominations come out that he yeah. was going to get hurler of the year, not even about no, being nominated. I, I, I don't people, agree with People were saying that, people were saying he was going to get it. I was like, Garrod McInerney did a very, very good job in all those games, right? But by no means is he like, I don't think he's like an outstanding hurler. I wouldn't have him the same calibre as hurler as, so as Joe is, Canning or Parik Maher. Like he had very good performances, but 
in terms of what he did. This is he, this is where I this is where I can't get. I don't understand the the horror of the year selection, because you look at it. I suppose you look at it here from the AFL level, and what it is is the umpires select their top three players for every single game all the way through, and then they pick the best player. Umpires being the referees, just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a vote system, and it's a voting system. Whereas, yeah. and we did it this year with Gary Owen for our, what we did with our leadership group. We had a, a good system where we we. We points per game. Points per game. Top three players for every every single game. Very league and championship. Very good system. Very, well, the best man came out in the end. Giggles <laughs> here next to us. Um, I and it was my one. voting system. Um, but <laughs> but like through that, at least through that, there's transparency all the way along. Yeah. It's clouded in the the, the All Ireland Championship by the latter few stages of the of the championship. Yeah, it's completely clouded. Yeah. Like it, the player of the year should be the player of the year. Right through from start to finish, from the start yeah. of the league to the finish yeah. of the championship. Yeah, and I, I think they shouldn't even um, count the All Ireland final. I think they should go right up to the All Ireland final and pick the best player in the yeah. All Ireland final. You pick the best player, man the match. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what, the, and that's the way to do it here. Yeah, um, in Australia, I think it's so a great yeah, system. Yeah, it's a really good system, and you actually have players winning player of the year because they've got the most votes all year, and they might be within. Uh, you could have a nurse's kick of, of getting to the actual finals. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he might be in, come sixth or seventh in the table. He and they be should the best make an event of it as well at home. Make it a bit more prestigious, like because uh, no, it's still a pretty good event. I always yeah, I always know the way they count it up, like oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. well, do I, the year. I know it goes on a bit long over here. It I probably find. does, yeah. yeah. I like the way they do it at home but when it's all alternates between the hurling and the football. One gets announced on the night yeah. and then they rotate it for yeah. the final year. Yeah. I think I think it's it's a good night. It's a good show until when they're getting called out. But I do agree, it is very focused at the latter end of the year. So do we all agree that Joe Canning and Jamie Barron were two of the three anyway? And then, yeah, I then you reckon Conor Whelan, yeah. we might reckon Gerard McInerney. I'm from for exactly what I described there. I think consistently throughout the year he's been very, very good all the way along. Like I know he's not been the standout player for every yeah. single game, but you don't need to be the standout player no, for every single game. I don't need to be the standout, but like, I don't know. I, when, you I, look, I, when you look back down through the years of hurling year winners... Yeah. Like who's won it? Like you know what I mean? Like he would not stick out to me as a if you what a hurler is. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a very good like, player. Uh, I'd Aust- say. Austin Gleeson won it last year. For yeah. Example. Owen Larkin won it one year, and he was he was phenomenal. Player of the year. Yeah, Dan Shanahan. Dan Shanahan. Two thousand seven. JJ has won it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Sheffield has won. Like these guys, like Gerard McInerney. Like he's a big strong centre back. He gets What's the ball. Well, listen to me. He gets the ball and he'll hand pass it off. No, I'm not wrong with hand passing the ball off and getting someone else to like, <laughs> I do a bit of that myself. But it's just like he, he, I wanted for me. He like but he did, held the centre well or whatever. But he wasn't like he wouldn't pick him out. He did his job do, do and you know, he yeah. But he's doing your job getting you. But, but hang on, harder the year. To, to know what but doing your job very well yeah. is getting your harder. But there's a lot of did that better. At, like I did way more. So who did? Jamie Byrne. David Burke, maybe you'd say. Do, do you want to, my poor David? Okay, fair, but that, and, and that will come out at the end. Yeah, yeah, but I just don't think Grover McIlroy should be in within the. So, 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 but you're, you're looking, you're looking at, you're looking in at, and you should be, you should be on this side, like with defenders, like you know. I'm hard for a defender, on, like um, you're looking at um, Jamie Barron for his scoring ability from midfield. Yeah, you're looking at Joe Canning for his scoring ability and and score playmaking ability. Okay. You know what I mean? Hey, do you want to kill me for using the Kilkenny example? JJ Delaney went hurled the year that time, I think it was in 2004. I think he won it when they lost that year to Cork, right? Just compare him as a exactly. defender to compare his, to Gromack For his defensive defend- duties. Yes, yeah. but what, what would you compare, compare him to Gromack and as a defender? In terms of being on the ball, in terms of the influence, on, you know what I mean? I don't know, I think it's just more to him. I think there's more to him. Okay, let's right, 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 like, right, 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 was yeah. player of the year for his defensive duty flicks, blocks, hooks all that type of stuff catching, catching the ball, ball. Yes. don't tell me that, that Gerard McInerney didn't do that this year do you know what it's, it's a, Gerard McInerney is a different side of centre back he's that your Ken McGrath who catches the ball and launches it right yeah. he's a very intelligent player actually oh Gerard fact McInerney. yeah I'm not just he comes that. out catches the ball he looks for Joe he looks for the man coming back in and gives does it the, the right man. thing does the right thing he yeah, does. so so hang on Gerard McInerney before the semi-final wasn't on anyone's radar for harder the year he won this man of the match in the semi-final and he was nominated in the final. That's why he's been escalated yeah, up to that yeah. level. So he, he's, he's there thereabouts for on, on the merit of the two biggest games of the year that Galway played. He was man of the match in one and third man of the match in the other. Yeah. So Would you put Pat Horgan there? Consistently so very good year. Car- Pat yeah, Horgan had a phenomenal yeah. year. Yeah, like I reckon he's yeah. a shoe in for an all-star. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to argue against that comment. And, 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 and do you know what? You, you'd argue against that comment because 
he didn't get to the final. Isn't that sad? Like, yeah, yeah, that's well, sad. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of players, Tony Brown and Dan Shanahan, for example, won it and they got to the semi final last year. Lost to Gleason, but last year and his semi final position. They're the only three players Watford ever had win it. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think I think Patrick Hogan, I think David Burke actually would have been a, a shoe for it, except for he actually had a bad semi final by his standards. He had a, a few fumbles and it was a very nervous match if you remember yeah. back to it. Yeah. Um, and he, he, his man, his all-earned final was phenomenal. And Sorry, who are we go for? So I'm going go to go ahead. for Joe Canning. Joe Canning, yeah. Joe Canning's going to get it because I think he's got it. Who, who would you? Who would I, you think Jamie, I think Jamie Barron should win it. Jamie um, Barron is a very close second, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, but Unfortunately, what? I was right again last week. The predictions. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon Joe's, I think it's Joe's year, definitely. Yeah, yeah I think Joe's going to get it. All right, football. Yeah, so, so just sim- similarly what we were talking about with the voting thing there uh, earlier, I think they've done something similar in the football. So Dublin would have had James McCarthy and Stephen Cluxon nominated and, and Andy Moran, and they would have been the three natural players for me who would have been nominated for Football of the Year. Um, but it's interesting because David Clark has had a phenomenal year as well. Two goalkeepers nominated. But, but they've only mm-hmm. done it for two reasons. One, I think it's to stop that split vote in Dublin, right? It's potentially right, but the other reason is the other reason is right now. Is going to get it. No, right now it's fifty-fifty between Cluxon and David Clark, who is the goalkeeping all-star. And I'd argue that if if you look if you look at the entire championship, Stephen Cluxon had had no save to make. Bar Jason Doherty kicking the ball at him, he's been kicking the ball out to teams who are absolutely petrified. Yeah, player here for kickouts. So. And 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 David Clark has been phenomenal for me. The amount of saves David Clark has made. I'm not saying for football of the year. I'm saying for the goalkeeping all star. Okay, right. Sorry. So yeah, I touched you. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm about the goalkeeping all star. So That's fine. How, so how? So that the reason why they've put him in as a nomination is that they don't want to be biased. If you nominate Cluxon for yeah. football of the year and it's fifty-fifty with him and Clark, they've stopped the split vote and they've also stopped the kind of potential of having the goalkeeping all star picked before the night. Okay. So you I don't think there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. Do I you? do. I generally do. <laughs> I think people think about these things. And who is selecting it? It, it so basically, it's, it's, a bun- it's a panel to pick the nominations. So you'll have your Kevin McStays, you'll have journalists, your Robbies, all these guys, jur- journalists. And, and then you'll have the players vote on those players then. So that's mm. the way it goes. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that Andy Moran would win football earlier this year. I think he's a cert. I'd yeah. I think he will. Right I think as well too, yeah. Mm. But it's interesting, you said Lee Keegan was the best footballer in the country. I, I, think, I think Lee Keegan is the best footballer yeah. in the country yeah. over the last number of years. Yeah. Lee Keegan actually missed the Roscommon match. Um, the replay when Mayo were dominated because he was sick he, was, yeah. he had a viral infection and then the two semi-finals against Kerry he played a centre forward which isn't his natural position but if you remember back to what Rochford said it was to kind of if Lee Keegan was going to be centre forward Paul Murphy had to mark him yeah. and that's what created all the space yeah. it's, it's, it, there's so much like individual I, stuff going on, going on enough. I don't think Lee Keegan would have been a nomination for footballer of the year this year on the whole season okay. he, he did drag him through a few games himself um, but I think Andy Moore for I don't see Andy Moore get yeah, Point scoring, so. he's been yeah. consistent Everything all year yeah. through. Indian summer is our famous. And you've seen you've seen him more than most players this year because Mayo played so many matches. Like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they say they say you're hitting your peak these days at 33, and I'd well I'd well agree with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. No current, current hundred year speaking there. You know, his best year and his third third year. Okay, that's that's the all stars. We look. I always look forward to tuning to see what happens. What year is it this year? What's the Rotation is it the hurlers being announced on the night or the footballers being announced? Which is which? It's on November the fifth anyway. I always hear the hurl ones come out in the paper. Yeah. I was like, oh. you want, you want very, see you know, I want to see. You see, see what it is. Uh, like they, they named the hurling. They, they actually just did, without going into the detail, they named the football team of the year on the Sunday game, and there was seven Mayo and seven Dublin out. And Paul Gainey was the only player outside of the the All Ireland final that oh. got on the team. Now, like you, anyone, anyone that argued with like Colum Cavanagh, for example, was the the Tyrone midfielder, but. Could, could you drop James McCarthy or Tom Parsons yeah yeah you know, Tom Parsons had a phenomenal oh, year really, yeah, um, really. and, and that Brian Fenton wasn't even in that either do you know mm-hmm. what I mean so I think it's going to be a very lob, all-Ireland lopsided football team yeah and then when you look at the, when you look at the hurling team I think there's only one position really that's kind of up for grabs and that's on the right half forward position will they give it to Austin Gleeson or Brick Welch Brick Welch should get lost there I, I agree with you yeah yeah but then Austin Gleeson did so many like I don't think Austin gets I don't think I don't, know, I don't know about Austin yet. Yeah, well, maybe Brick no. to get it. Then. I think Brick would have Definitely Brick, was yeah. way more consistent. Yeah. He yeah. was, he was, yeah. 
But then it's the flashes of brilliance. And how do you judge one against the other? Consistency versus flashes of brilliance. Do you know? Yeah. I think Brick should get one. That's what I yeah, really I think so too. And, and again, going back to the fact, Brick consistently was better than Gleeson all through the year. And the, the, other, the, other, the other interesting one is, will they give the right half-back position to Paddy Maher or will they give it to young Coleman from Cork? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. That's I, a huge call. That's a huge call for me. I all trip up Coleman was he didn't have a great semi-final. Yeah. He had been... Yeah. He, he was nailed on for an all star until that game was, and, and, the thing, say, uh, and the thing is Paddy Maher played one or two good games like yeah. he did yeah you know you know, as in standout yeah. games like in the championship I, I, yeah. actually sorry I'm going to throw one more spanner in the works on yeah, the other one just just, just, just saying, because it's a very interesting one for me and I'm going to be biased right I think Stephen O'Keefe was the goalkeeper of the year I thought he was phenomenal he made some huge saves and versus Anthony Nash who had a really good year as well and you're looking at Anthony Nash in a similar way to Cluxton like you like puck outs were a massive like puck outs were a huge strategy in Cork's you know exactly. big Nash, position Nash, sorry, Nash, Nash made a balls amount of puck outs in that semi-final so in the semi-final Nash, that's what my point is he had a meltdown I think Nash yeah. might have lost his other all he had a meltdown because Waterford assisted yeah. to stop it like. I know but he put the ball over the line like. who, who would you pick as your goalie just because I'm biased right <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie's biased he'll pick Nash <laughs> yeah I'll keep probably yeah like it'll be tight yeah the, the Sunday game pick Nash I wouldn't give it to Nash I know uh, yeah, we don't know. No, 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 he's he's in the car as well. I'm not in the car, I'm not in the car. Do you know? Okay, interesting. All right, coming up next, we have a, a quick preview of the ladies' football final. The ball hands out the far side to Henry Shefflin. Henry has a look. Henry puts it over the ball. There's the insurance point. Mrs. McGinnis. Kick that one out. Kick the bones out of that one, Mrs. McGinnis. Cusack is not to lay now. Alright, thanks for staying with us. It's been a, a marathon episode, but I think we, ha- we ended up having a lot to talk about there in, in, in those All Star nominations and the player of the year. But the, the football, I think, got us all very hot and bothered about, rightly so. I think it was, it was, it was worth all, all that chat. Now, quickly, we got obviously the ladies' football this weekend. Um, myself and Sean there don't know a whole lot about the ladies football but John follows it quite closely and we've got a repeat of the senior game John yeah and I, I, I followed a good bit of it, and especially this Mayo team I think, I think the ladies football is interesting in that you've had three dominant teams over the last 25 years you've had the Waterford ladies who won something like six All-Irelands in nine years then they were taken over around 2005 2006 no it wasn't it was around 97 98 by the Mayo ladies who went on to win a couple of All-Irelands in a row and really dominate that period. And then in 2007, uh, Cork beat Mayo in an All-Ireland final and went, and that was the start of Cork winning 10 out of 11. Mm. So you've had Waterford, Mayo and Cork dominate the landscape. And really in the last 10 years, you've had Cork absolutely dominate the landscape. I think they've won 10 out of 11, right? Ridiculous, 10 yeah. out of 11. So this is a very interesting find because actually what you have is nearly the shoe on the other foot with the Dublin ladies compared to the men's. They've lost the last four Ireland finals in a row, right? And one of the years they were actually six points up, if I remember, with 15 minutes to go against Cork and Cork came back and kicked seven points <sighs> in a row. Not even get a goal, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a pure meltdown from the Dublin ladies' point of view. Now they've got some fabulous forwards. The full forward, her name escapes me at the moment, but she scores 2-3, two, 2-4 two, every single game. And yeah. They, they have a really, really strong panel. On the flip side, the Mayo team is, is kind of a common team, even though they have their kind of talisman uh, Cora Staunton at, at the centre of it. And I was reading an article on Cora during the week, and Cora made her Mayo debut in 1996 oh my God. at the age of 14 years of age and scored 10 points. That is Do you know what I mean? And her, she's, the, she's the highest scoring ladies football player of all time, obviously enough. Her average, so she's played 66 championship games, Sunday will be her 67th. Her average scoring rate per game is 10.9 points per game oh over God. 66 games. Oh that is unbelievable. And she's been held scoreless in one game out of those 66. Oh my God. So it's, she's what game a, she, was that? I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the famous, come on, sorry. There he ran off some, <laughs> some great stats there. Like, don't put but them look, up. She's, she's a remarkable player. Oh we, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of the Mayo people would say, Jesus, if. if if Cora was born as a man, we would have had a couple of All-Irelands, right? Because yeah, she's so yeah. good and so bad. And she's still scoring one nine, one ten a game. Phenomenal. She's bringing other players into it. But 
Mayo haven't been in an All-Ireland Ladies final since 2007 since that loss to Cork. They've actually gone through a bit of turmoil themselves over the years. Like in 2010, for example, they actually pulled their team out of the Connacht Championship because there was turmoil with managers and players and there was a whole hullabaloo went on there. But then over the last couple of years, they've been really pushing to get into that All-Ireland find. And I think Cora was going to retire last year and the year before. And she's then she's come back and yeah. her, her re- like she's four or five All-Ireland medals. Her rationale is that she wants all these young ladies coming through to win an All-Ireland. So she's hanging in there it's it's going to be heartbreak for someone yeah. because I think it could be Cora's last game I, I could be wrong there in saying that now because she's been going since 1996 that's yeah, who are you to call that's her last game <laughs> exactly but if Mayo were to win it obviously I think it would be a great way to go out for her if it should yeah. but on the flip side you'd have to say the Dublin ladies after losing four All-Irelands you're like they're due one they're like the Mayo, like Mayo. Mayo, Mayo men's team like um, so and it's not on GA go isn't it? No, the ladies' football isn't on GA go, so that's a bit of a tough one for you for Sunday. Whereas the Camogie was? No. It was? The no. Camogie was, yeah. Camogie was on the Sunday game. No, it wasn't. No, you, you, you could watch no, it. No, you got the highlights. You, you, could watch, you could watch the whole Camogie match on, this, on GA go. Was it? I, I yeah. couldn't watch it. I, I couldn't watch it on the oh, really? Sunday game. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I, I suppose you'd be able to get, you'd be yeah. on TG Carter, you might get a TG Carter live. But that goes back again to, look, we made a point earlier, and I think... People call for the ladies' final and the men's final to be on the same day, and I'd love to see that happen. I think it'd be a great thing. I think it'd be great, yeah. Um, but ultimately, I think the ladies' football and the Camogie associations are a little bit stubborn in, in, in where they're at in terms of not wanting to join the GA. Like, the GA are, are willing to bring them into the umbrella, and the ladies' football association and the Camogie association want to have their own separate competition. So, look, they do. We don't have it over here in Australia. We have everybody in the same competition. But you never ever get a ladies football final or camogie final on the same day as not Ireland unless it's part of the one association. So yeah. that that's my only call, and I, I would like to see the the, the association. Can you imagine up. if it was double Mayo double header on oh. Sunday? Can you imagine that the ladies and the men's? And what like, that would have been the promotion for ladies football because you'll see like you see some of the ladies football games and the skill and the shooting by some of the ladies footballers is, is phenomenal. And yeah. you see Cora Staunton and to have eighty five thousand people watching her as opposed to maybe twenty five this Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a massive it would be thing. massive for the yeah. game wouldn't it especially now that the minors gone to under 17 like I know the plans are still there for the under 17 lads to yeah. play before the senior but under 17 is going down to 16 and 15 year olds so that's maybe a bit young for them so yeah. maybe it's time now that they look at something like that that you have yeah. the ladies final on before the men's final it'll be, yeah. be a great thing I think yeah Yeah. okay well we'll try and tune into that one I might be able to get it live on TG Carr online and then we, we will get it on the Sunday game highlights but mm. best luck to both teams best luck to Mayo <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's it for this evening's episode I think it's gone a bit longer than we, we anticipated we, we only had a couple of agenda items as you could say but obviously we had plenty to talk about on those couple of items to finish up thanks very much Giggles I know me. it was a tough episode to go through all that thanks for bearing with Shawnee thanks very much no problem we, we, had, to, we had to wait till the Friday to do the episode this week because I wasn't able to talk about it until, yeah. until Friday yeah sorry <laughs> that's a bit well Liam was a bit sick as well he's so. under the weather as well so thanks lads for coming to me but <laughs> just I did get a message in last week obviously we had the, the Mayo soundbite last week with the you know to the Adele music to the oh, commentary yeah. to last year and I had a message in saying hopefully Mayo won't be driving home in misery wipers on playing the Adele CD unfortunately I think that Adele CD will be coming back out again yeah. it's going to be a long winter ahead but look hopefully we'll see you back here next year anyway thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you again soon bye